Hello and welcome back to our study session on the book of Ezekiel. Today we will be seeing session 10 wherein we are going to study chapter 7 verses 1 to 13. So by the way if you are new to this channel consider subscribing and also enabling that bell notifications so that you won't miss out on further messages like this as well as other study sessions and other strategic trends updates. So last in our last session we had seen one of the messages that Ezekiel was delivering to the people of Israel in captivity. And today in chapter 7 we are going to see in the first 13 verses where Ezekiel is declaring four prophecies of doom against this people and against their homeland and home city. The repeated theme is seen across like the end has come, the disaster has come, the day has come, the time has come throughout these first 13 verses. And by the way, when we hear about all these verses, we are reminded of what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. I had uh, talked about that in our previous session. So uh, with that intro, let's enter chapter 7. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, And you, son of man, thus says the Lord God to the land of Israel, An end, the end has come upon the four corners of the land. Do you see that phrase, an end, the end? See that word end is seen five times in the first six verses of this chapter. So which declares the imminent arrival of the end of the city Jerusalem. And it also says upon the four corners of the land. That signifies that no area of the land of Israel will escape the judgment of God. This points to the entire land of Israel. Which is seen in this chapter as well as we also see the similar phraseology in Amos and also in Jeremiah. Dear people of God, we need to have in mind that when God's children sin, God will send judgment. Now, it will be disciplinary. It will be so as to bring them back to him in repentance. But the thing that we need to keep in mind that even though a small group of people sinned or even though half of the people sinned, God says that judgment will come upon the entire land of Israel. Something that we need to keep in our minds as we walk our daily life. Now the end has come upon you and I will send my anger against you. I will judge you according to your ways and I will repay you for all your abominations. You see those uh, phrases where God is saying that I will repay you. I will judge you. I will send my anger against you. See, God, He is so angry at them because of their idolatry, because of the way how they forsook Him. God is angry. Well, some people may ask, will God get angry? Look at these verses. God is angry at His beloved children of Israel. I will judge you according to your ways. According to your ways. It simply means 
the punishment or the judgment of god against the children of god will fit the crime which these children did against the holy god we need to always have in our minds that we are living in front or before a holy god our god is an absolutely holy god he declared that we ought to be holy as he is holy so any crime or sin against him will invite the punishment that fits that crime always keep in our minds my eye will not spare you nor will i have pity but i will repay your ways and your abominations will be in your midst then you shall know that i am the lord you see that uh, phrase my eye will not spare you it's a peculiar phrase seen in this uh, prophetic context uh, which we see in chapter 5 7 8 9 now though the languages are i mean language in verses 5 to 9 is associated with the fall of judah specifically it is connected with many eschatological passages you see that in ezekiel also in joel malachi daniel all eschatological passages have the same phraseology mentioned thus says the lord god a disaster a singular disaster behold it has come and end has come the end has come it has dawned for you Behold it has come. See how repeatedly that phrase an end has come. The end has come is mentioned. See in the original text in Hebrew language the words translated in that first clause of verse 6 are reversed in the second clause. So this word play signifies that the end has strongly come against the people of God. It's it signifies that forcefulness. The words end in the original is kates and hakates and also the word for awakened or dawned is hakates see all these when it is said in the original hebrew language in that normal rhythm kates hakates hakates all sound so similar so that this word play structure gives a forceful expression of the imminent judgment of god that's what it conveys to the hearers of that time disaster was actually prophesied upon jerusalem by micah we see that in micah chapter 3 verse 12 but those prophecies were not fulfilled for over 100 years now the time has come for jerusalem to suffer that punishment judgment is about to fall on jerusalem and how long will the end of jerusalem last have thought about that for 70 years no till june of 1967 no remember in uh, session 8 wherein we have da- done some calculations and uh, connected with leviticus 26 of seven times punishment prophesied four times in that chapter so we saw that the remaining 2520 years will bring the year to 2040 which is pointing to the coming of our lord by the latest and we also saw that 2033 is the latest time for the harpat so for the rapture now if you have missed that go back and see that episode session 8 wherein all those calculations are given in detail 
So just for you to keep in mind that Jerusalem's end is not over. This it is still under the rule of the Gentiles because Jesus said in Luke chapter 21 verse 24, Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles till the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now all these things were mentioned in detail in session 8, so I would advise you to go back and uh, you know study those calculations. So doom has come to you, you who dwell in the land. The time has come. A day of trouble is near and not of rejoicing in the mountains. A day of trouble is near. A day of trouble. See this similar structure in, is seen in verses 10 and 12 too. In popular understanding, the day meant the victory of Israel over her enemies. We see that in Isaiah, Hosea and Ezekiel. But when it comes to prophetic language, it stressed the judgment upon Israel by the Lord Almighty. We see that throughout the prophetic passages in Amos, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Malachi. And over the passage of time, a later understanding ascribed the day to the day of Yahweh, where the heathen are overthrown by the act of God. And also that day pointed to the ushering in of the reign of God or the rule of God. We see that in all those passages, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Malachi, Zechariah. So the day, the day of trouble has approached or is nearing Jerusalem. Now upon you, I will soon pour out my fury and spend my anger upon you. Very strong words. I will judge you according to your ways and I will repay you for all your abominations. You see verses 8 and 9 are repetitions of verses 3 and 4 which we saw before. The same structure is seen. My eye will not spare nor will I have pity. I will repay you according to your ways and your abominations will be in your midst. Then you shall know that I am the Lord who strikes. See God was known by many na- names before that time. including the lord my provider the lord my banner we see that in genesis and exodus and similar passages but from now onwards god is going to be known by the name yahweh make or the lord who strikes the blow it does god strike judgment does god punish see these passages Now there are many in this generation even in the church who say God is a loving God God will not punish God is such a wonderful father God will not punish his children how can a loving God punish his children these are all the things that these people try to uh, you know present God as but see these passages the lord who strikes again we are reminded of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11 where Paul says knowing therefore the terror of the lord we persuade men i touched upon this in our previous sessions people we ought to have a fear of the living god in a healthy way and paul is saying we persuade men because he is aware of the terror of the lord so behold the day behold it has come doom has gone out the rod has blossomed 
pride has budded now what all uh, sentence constructions or what all words are being used there the rod has blossomed pride has budded the rod has blossomed budded ever heard that before you know ezekiel may be drawing from the imagery of aaron's budding rod remember that in numbers chapter 17 or ezekiel could be drawing this picture from jeremiah's description of an almond tree blooming which we see in jeremiah chapter 1 so if it is connected to aaron's rod the point was that just as the rod's budding indicated god had selected aaron for service the budding of israel's pride indicated that god had destined jerusalem for destruction but if it is connected to jeremiah's almond almond tree's blooming the point was that just as the blooming of the almond tree indicated the coming of god's judgment the budding of violence and pride in israel indicated that god's judgment was coming so either way it simply means god's judgment upon israel is imminent it's coming it's coming soon so ezekiel is conveying to the people in the language that they understood you know budding of the rod they understood that destruction is about to fall violence has risen up into a rod of wickedness none of them shall remain none of their multitude none of them none of them nor shall there be wailing for them the time has come the day draw near let not the buyer rejoice nor the seller mourn for wrath is on their whole multitude see buying selling buyer seller see when exile was upon them property will be of little value to the buyer as well as the seller property and possessions would be confiscated by the enemies and property owners removed from their land and carried to babylon the buyer who bought any property should shouldn't be happy because he would not be able to possess the land he had purchased and anyone who sold his property should not worry because he would lo- lose it anyway because of the exile we need to understand that in israel the sale of land was always temporary because we need to have in our mind the concept of the year of jubilee every 50 years during the year of jubilee the property always returned to the original owners we see that in the book of leviticus so this makes the 70 year captivity period more significant why because everybody would have forfeited the benefits of the jubilee year because in the jubilee year all debts will be cancelled or slaves will go free and all property will go back to their respective owners so god's judgment would prevent original owners from reclaiming their land because it's a period of 70 years and they would also be in exile along with the buyers so god sees to it that people will not enjoy the benefits of a property sale for the seller shall not return to what has been sold though he may still be alive for the vision concerns the whole multitude and he shall not turn back no one will strengthen himself who lives in iniquity you see that last uh, phrase no one will strengthen himself who lives in iniquity dear people of god 
anybody who continues to live in sin who continues to enjoy sin this applies to the church even today if you say that you are a child of god but continues in ways that displease god the bible says that no one will be strengthened who lives in iniquity that such a person will not be blessed that's the bottom line such a person will not be blessed such a person will not have the favor of god it's up to the children of god to obey the lord in everything not in some things but in everything see at the time when ezekiel is declaring this jeremiah back in jerusalem he is instructed by god to buy a piece of land he buys it and he takes that purchase deed he puts it in an earthen vessel and he buries it why because he knows that after the period of captivity his generations will come back and take ownership of that land because it is theirs due to that purchase deed and it is with them because they will come back and dig it out and it is with them to prove that this land belongs to them now as we close here i want you to read through this uh, passage as well as in our next session we will be continuing till the end of this chapter so the take home message is obey god in everything see just as god was angry with them because of their idolatry and their waywardness due to their sin god can get angry at us as also have that in mind yes we are washed by the blood of jesus but as the lord exhorts us even in the new testament to be holy just as he is holy we are to remain holy we are to be separate from the ways of the world we are to declare the goodness of the lord before a lost and dying world we are to be as jesus said we are to be salt and light in this lost world pointing always to our wonderful living master jesus christ amen shall we close with a word of prayer father thank you for this opportunity to help uh, to understand your word lord and as we go through your word give us the grace required so as to obey it lord help us not be rebellious but help us to obey it help us to please you in everything lord and help us to be a salt and light in this lost world declaring your goodness to all around us so that we can be effective witnesses to those around prepare us for all for your coming lord bless all my hearers thank you father in jesus name we humbly pray amen